the volume. Hey, everybody knows Weber grills. I've been using Weber grills my whole life, and check it out. They got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood pellet grill. Now, with a pellet grill, you can smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full great sear zone, so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood pellet grill. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Toyo Open Country AT3. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sportsbook. Incredibly easy to use. Super safe. Totally secure. Super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets. Live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to our Wednesday podcast. We're going to talk a little hoops today with Marcus Thompson, who wrote a great book on Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Bay Area columnist for the Athletic Warriors, best team in the league. He's always a fascinating listen, plus a lot of insights. Two football topics. Let's start with this. The Giants have fired Jason Garrett, and the Giants have given Freddie Kitchens the job as coordinator for Daniel Jones. And it it reminds me of something about the quarterback position. Years ago, I went to a Sun Bowl. I worked for a local affiliate in Portland, Oregon, KGW. And I had to cover an Oregon football game. I think they were playing Minnesota, Glenn Mason, and the Golden Gophers, I believe. And I went down to El Paso, which is on the border next to Juarez. And Juarez is a pretty hard scrabble town, a lot of crime. And, you know, not always the safest place in the world after dark. And so I went to a restaurant one night in El Paso. It was on the border. And 
I, I remember going to this restaurant and somebody who lived there said, I'm going to take you. It's not the best part of town. It's pretty rough, but it's got good food. And I remember going for a drive and it was like an industrial district. And then we got to the restaurant and it was, I looked like a former tire center. Uh, the servers were old. It was a family. It wasn't the fastest service. And it kind of smelled, especially in the bathrooms. But I sat down with about four guys and it was the best Mexican meal I'd ever had in my life. I think we stayed there for two hours. And what it made me think is if you get the food right, nothing else matters in restaurants. You can be a dive bar. You can have dark lighting, slow, not the greatest part of town. If the food's great, you'll go. I have buddies that live in Detroit and Chicago, and they go to these dive burger places, and they've taken me to them. And you're like, this is it? And they're like, it's been here 32 years. Why? They're like, you'll know after you, after you have dinner. You'll figure out why. It's the same with quarterback. If you get the quarterback right, nothing else matters. If you look in the NFL standings today, outside of the NFC South, where Brady is in first place, and there really is no second great quarterback in division, every other division, the two best quarterbacks are in first or second place. Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, go over to the NFC, Dak and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts right now is the second best quarterback in that division. Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford, Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins. Say what you want. Kirk's the second best quarterback in that division. It doesn't matter. Get the quarterback right. Nothing else matters. And the Giants didn't get Daniel Jones right. He reminds me of the quarterback Jake Locker out of Washington. Despite having a quarterback as his head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, he couldn't complete 55% of his throws in college. He went eight to Tennessee, and I called it. He's a bust. Got to be able to make the throws. Daniel Jones, despite having David Cutcliffe, a quarterback whisper at Duke, he completed under 60% of his throws in a bad conference. You can blame everybody with the Giants, but if Daniel Jones was Justin Herbert, everybody, including Jason Garrett, would keep their job. Second thing I want to talk about and this is a real thing. Every profession requires a certain attitude or aptitude to be really successful. For doctors, you can go to Harvard, be a brain surgeon. But if your bedside manner is terrible, if you don't emotionally connect with patients and their families, you're going to lose business. Patients are nervous. They want somebody to comfort them, make them feel safe and taken care of, make their families feel safe. That's why for a doctor, bedside manner, empathy, and patience is incredibly important. The doctors sued are not the worst doctors. Read Freakonomics. It's the doctors with the poorest bedside manner. Navy SEALs, you think it's about bravado and courage, but it's not. They go on dangerous missions with a team of other men. The bottom line is loners do not work with the SEALs. You need guys who were on teams in high school or college. Can you trust them? Do they have your back? It's not about bravado and courage. That's just an element to it. The number one priority is team players, trustable teammates in dangerous crises. 
That's where I think Baker Mayfield fails. Quarterback is very political. You have to be conciliatory. You have to be a lubricator. Jay Cutler had great talent, but he was an agitator. He was a loner. He didn't make people feel special. He was the opposite of political. Jim McMahon, Baker Mayfield. That's Baker's issue. Brady's greatest asset. He falls on the sword at a press conference. He makes the young players feel included. And the veterans at the end of their career feel important. That's being quarterback. You have to make Antonio Brown feel like he matters because the rest of the league acts like he doesn't. You have to make sure that Mike Evans feels like a number one, but keep Chris Godwin as a number two, feeling like he could be a number one on certain Sundays. You have to elevate the offensive line. You got to keep your tight ends happy. Brady's gift. Ask any 20-year-old or 21-year-old who's ever gone to the Patriots. You ever notice Tom Brady comes up and introduces himself and says, hi, I'm Tom Brady. Why? Everybody knows his name. He wants to make the young players feel they're on even footing. It's a team. I'm not above you. Baker's got talent. So did Jim McMahon. So did Jay Cutler. I don't think Baker has the right personality for the position, and it will ultimately be his undoing. Marcus Thompson for The Athletic, a Bay Area columnist. He's written the books Golden, The Miraculous Rise of Steph Curry. KD, Kevin Durant's relentless pursuit to be the greatest. His latest book is Dynasties, the 10 GOAT teams that changed the NBA forever. I haven't read that yet. I'll get to that in a second. We got to start with this. There was a sense, I mean, my sense from outside of the Warriors was, okay, Steph, is healthy. Clay will come back. Draymond, Draymond's getting older. KD is gone. Jordan Poole appears to be interesting. Fourth or fifth seed, kind of two young draft picks, not ready to play. Wiseman's not available. So I thought, you know, they'll get back into the playoffs. And all of a sudden, you watch about 20 games and you're like, hell, this is the deepest, best team in the league. So, but I'm an outsider. You're not. Has their success caught you a little off guard? Oh, hell yeah. I didn't I, I thought I was being radical by predicting the three seed. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, you watch, you watch they get to the top three. But that, I thought with Clay, right? You add Clay, Wiseman looks better. Man, this team could be scary. They could be a three seed. Otherwise, I'm like Steph gets you, Steph gets you into the mix for four and five, right? That's what I thought. I'm looking at a team that's not just 15 and two. They're blowing the doors on teams. Like it is crazy. Uh, and it's just not that they're winning. It's how they're doing it. They're winning with defense and rebounding, which is, it's nuts. They gave up defensive players. They went and got shooting. They added Bielitsa and Otto Porter, who's like 74, looks like Will Chamberlain and moves like him too. But somehow he's rebounded and playing defense. Like, I don't understand this team. I've been saying for the longest time, you know, chill. Colin, everybody's like, this feels like 2015, 16, this 73. And I'm like, yo, relax. I was there for that. This is not this. But I'm telling you every game, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. I'm feeling like the idiot. What clay will we get? What do you hear and what do you see? Uh, super hungry. Like, you know, Clay's been, he's eager. He's on the sidelines. 
Uh, he looks really good. I think they're at the point now where it's like conditioning and just caution. He hasn't played for two years. You don't know what's going to happen when he goes full throttle, right? He could go full throttle and, you know, you can have soreness and tightness and swelling. Who knows? But, man, when you watch him, he, he looks pretty good. He, he'll be able to do this one thing, right? This one thing. He'll probably be able to do it until he's 80. He'll be able to stand at a spot behind a three-point line, and he'll be able to hit that shot. <laughs> like, no matter what, he will be able to do that. And if they're this good with Nemanja Bielitsa, right, if they're doing this with uh, with Gary Payton a second, what do they do when it's Clay now who's going to hit 56% of those corner threes? So they don't even need that much of them, Colin. That's the crazy part. Like, they don't need that much of them. But I think you'll get about 80 85% Clay. Well, as you noted earlier, uh, the six or seven games I've watched, their defense is the separator. So Draymond Green, who's always been the bouncer at this sort of finesse bar, is a better offensive player than I think like last year. Like something, I mean, there are limitations on his ability to hit the three, but his game feels a little different to me this year when I've watched. It's a little more dynamic. Explain it to me. He's he's not playing offense scared. Uh, he's there was a time in like 20, well, 2015, 16, where Draymond was a central part of the offense. He would get you double digits. He had the assists. He's he's running the, the pick and roll with Steph and he mattered a lot. And if you didn't play him right, he was going to make you pay. And for the last couple of years, he seemed to get really timid on offense. He couldn't make the three, which kind of impacted the rest of his game. I mean, he still kind of can't make the three, but he he makes them in spots like he makes them when his money on the table. Right. He makes those uh, the big three. He loves those. But he's also attacking the rim like he's getting to the line. He's trying to punish bigger players. He's just aggressive and he's not playing timid on offense. And I think he spent the whole summer looking at that layup he missed <laughs> against uh, Memphis in the play in game that would have won it. And he's got this wide open lane and he tries his runner and it doesn't even come close. I think he looked at that and saw he just can't be half-hearted on offense. He's got to go all out. Well, I also think Kevin Durant marginalized him. Uh, Durant and Curry are viewed as the world's best small shooter and big shooter. Clay's the best catch-and-shoot shooter. And I think Draymond's a smart enough player to know, at best, I was option five. Yeah. Whereas Andrew Wiggins is wildly inconsistent. Clay's not healthy. KD's gone. So I think also Draymond feels a confidence that they do need 12 a night from me. Like, and by the way, he's always been a very good passer. He's always somebody that gets the ball up the floor. Good outlet guy. I, I do think some of it is when, when KD arrived, Marcus, there was a sense like, listen, man, we just need you to be the tough guy. We don't need your points. And you can't hear that day after day. Watch it night after night and that not seep in. It's like a uh, it's like an old trick, right? Like that just sat on the shelf forever. <laughs> like he just didn't. He never needed it. And when you got three dudes who can get you 30, like why is Draymond shooting? Uh, right. I think he learned that like, yo, you Steph needs you. Last year, Steph needed him. Steph is putting up, he's 32 years old. He's averaging 30. He's playing against double and triple teams and boxing ones. And he just needed one other person to kind of relieve the pressure. Wiggins, like you said, was inconsistent. He needed Draymond. Draymond couldn't provide it. And that I think that was a big deal. But now they, they, they just have to have it. 
they can't go without Draymond. At least, at least not be like where there's 20 feet between him and the defender, and he's just standing there looking for a pass. Like he's got to be able to do something with the ball. This Thanksgiving, FanDuel Sportsbook is thankful for you. That's why they're giving all customers up to a $100 bonus on same-game parlays. That's cool. Feast on the NFL all weekend long. Turn little bets into big paydays with same-game parlays. Listen, I like the Cowboys. I think they beat and cover the spread against the Raiders. Amari Cooper has a touchdown. And I think Dak throws for over 250 yards. You get paid in as little as two hours. Unlock your same game parlay bonus today. Log on to FanDuel Sportsbook's app. If your first time doing it, if it's your first time betting with FanDuel, you can do the risk-free bet up to a thousand bucks when you sign up with the promo code Colin exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Always use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbookfanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned with food-safe oils and ready to cook on right out of the box. With no use of coatings, you can use metal tools to flip, press, and scrape without worry. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. Everything rusts and nobody talks about it because they couldn't fix it until now. With Weber's new rust-resistant technology, your Weber will last for years. When used, our carbon steel griddle hardens and bonds the surface, reducing the ability for moisture to collect and rust to form. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. With the Weber Works Prep Cook and Store System, you can keep cooking and cleaning supplies handy, carry food and condiments from kitchen to the griddle, and even convert the side table into a prep station. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust-Resistant Griddle. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. So as Jordan Poole emerges as a good 16-point-a-game guy, the initial belief was when Andrew Wiggins came over, he was a trade piece. But I really look at him now and I'm like, God, if you can have four guards or wings in this league, Poole, Wiggins, Clay, Steph, I don't see him as a trade piece. Or is that still on the table? Nah, he's he's not a trade piece at all. Nah, they the 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 thing is they would have to give up something with him in order to move him because he's he is making 30 plus million over the next two years. That's a lot right. of money to trade. Yeah. So it's not the most movable contract. They don't want to give up Wiggins straight up. They definitely not putting a pick with him or another player with him or Jonathan Kaminga or nothing. So he's he's staying and they love him. I mean, Wiggins is like the po- the trophy. For the Warriors' way, right? We bring in, bring us your, bring us your overlooked, right? Bring us your downtrodden, bring us your forgotten stars, and we'll show them how to play our way, and they'll resurrect their career. He is the poster child for that, for what they can do when they get a guy next to Steph Curry with Draymond and in their system. So they love him. He, he's not going anywhere. Well, you know, also he was always thought of as a one or a two in Minnesota, right? To Cat now. There are nights he can be a four. And I and I think Andrew's always been a willing defender. But I also think there is – Andrew's personality isn't hyper-aggressive. And I think when he drives to the arena knowing, maybe I'm hot, maybe I'm not. But there's no pressure for him to give them 26. I think in Minnesota, he was their perimeter player, right? Like the, he was it. Like Cat Absolutely. was the inside. He was the outside. And so I think in their culture, there's no – he's a – Listen, we could argue this. He's the most talented three in the league. He's definitely the most talented four in the league. And I think he fits that, right? 
And when Clay gets there, he will be the four. Right? Right. He won't be. He won't be the three. I, I think that is that is it right there. I mean, if you think about the one time Minnesota made the playoffs with Wiggins, Jimmy Butler was there. <laughs> Jimmy Butler took the pressure off of him. Right. He is the ideal third player because he is actually good. That's one of the things we forget about Wiggins while we spend a lot of time criticizing him. It's only because of his salary and his draft position. You take all that away. Wiggins is a good basketball player. Oh, yeah. Like He's got a nice bag. He can shoot the ball. He plays defense. He's a really good player. So if somehow you could stomach the $33 million, <laughs> like you're actually getting great returns. He's a with, with no pressure. And we got to account for this. The third or fourth best defender is Gardner. Steph is taking one, maybe two of the best defenders. Clay will take another one, right? Like Draymond is going to take one because he has the ball so much. And that's why his aggressiveness matters. You put a bad defender in front of Draymond, he's got to be able to eat, which means Wiggins is left with me and you guarding him. And he, he could drop 30 on us any day, right? right. Or he's at least a definite threat. And you can see it now. He just feels better about how he's attacking the basket. I don't know. He ducked on Carl Anthony Towns and something happened. Like he shook something <laughs> I saw that. Because uh, he hasn't, he's averaging 24 points on like 56% shooting since ducking on Towns. So if he's going to be this aggressive, you can, you can hang it up. He's going to be great. Marcus, it's a really good point. I've talked to NFL GMs about this, and there are so many good receivers and so few good corners that if you have a good three, He's guarded by your third best corner. He plays like a one. So, right. And so in the NBA, Wiggins is now guarded by your four or three. Well, your third best player, he was a number one pick. He's a 44-inch vertical guy. Yes, absolutely. So it's a huge mismatch. It's a tough cover. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's interesting right now in the West. The three best teams are Kerr, Monty Williams, and Quinn Snyder. And they all have a strong culture. And oh, yeah. there, there is this sense that the West is weaker in the middle at the bottom. And it may be. Um, I don't necessarily buy the Wizards in the playoffs. I think the young guys are great in the regular season. I think Milwaukee will be a better playoff team than a regular season team. They're the opposite of Washington. All those big old bodies and experience. They're built for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Washington's built for the regular season. Maybe not the playoffs. But let's, let's talk specifically about the West. You know, I've said this about the Lakers, is that when they gave up Caruso and KCP, they gave up a big chunk of their ability to defend the three. Like, I don't think the Lakers match up with the Warriors at At all. all. I mean, and I don't know if they match up with Phoenix. Marcus, I don't see the Lakers as a threat at all to win a second series in the West. I really don't. Do you? It's a huge, I mean, it's hard to say that with LeBron and Anthony Davis, right? It feels like in any series, those two could just be Hall of Famers and lead you there. But they that's a huge sacrifice they gave up. It's using the NFL analogy, right? You know, since quarterbacks are so important, what's the next most important piece? It's a pass rusher in a league full of guards who go out and get buckets, especially in the West. They literally just sacrifice their perimeter defense. They gave it up. KCP, Caruso, like they just gave it up. Did a shooter, a guy who could be pesty. And they've decided like, yo, it's Westbrook. <laughs> and, they, and they got Ken Bazemore to kind of salvage some of that. But you lose a lot of offense with that. So it, it's a weird choice that they made. 
And it puts them in this position where they're going to need LeBron to do it all again. And that is the problem. They need LeBron to defend on the perimeter. They need him to score. They need him to run the offense. And they're going to need him to do that for a lot of the regular season if they're going to not be in a play-in game again. So the problem that they were thought they were solving by getting the Westbrook to making sure they're kind of secured in case LeBron goes down and wants to sit out. You got to deal with Steph Curry, Devin Booker, Luca, who's basically a guard, right? Uh, De- uh, Chris Paul, like the top of the way, uh, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell. Like you want to win, you got to guard those dudes. And they basically sacrificed all the dudes that could guard them. Yeah. The, um, I, I want to touch on Kevin Durant. So I, 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 I am not a rear view mirror participant in this. I thought leaving Steph for Kyrie Irving was an egregiously bad decision. I think Steph is one of the one, right? (laughs) Well, I think Steph's maybe the greatest superstar teammate in the history of team sports. Brady's probably first or second, and Steph, selfless team guys would take pay cuts, uh, give up shots. It's all about winning, and he's also mature, married, charities, kids. I mean, Steph's a real adult. Kyrie's a mega talent, but is a different cat. And I mean, now I really it it about. Three weeks ago, I maybe it was a month ago, Kevin Durant was asked about Kyrie, and he said, I haven't talked to him. And I'm like, oh, bro. To, not <laughs> only haven't you talked to him, you admitted it to the press. So that's a message. Like yeah. you're, you're sending it out there like, um, I'm done with him. I don't – you know, KD, I don't think he retires as a Brooklyn Net. What do you think 12 months to 24 months? You could think he's going to sit there – in that situation with marginal ownership, front office, where do you think his future lies? I think a lot of that depends on if he can win a championship. I really do. Uh, that I was there for that scene when the Warriors are there. And in his hometown, they're chanting MVP for Steph, right? Like You were there. The Warriors fans, oh yeah, Warriors fans literally took over the arena. It was it was one of the wild scenes I've seen in the last five years where Steph touches the ball and the crowd is rising to his feet, like begging him to do something great. It was it was wild and it, it definitely crystallized his choice. Not not just necessarily to leave the Warriors, but to choose Brooklyn like a secondary franchise and you know thinking he could lift it. But I do think if he wins a championship, especially without Kyrie, it kind of cements him as the guy who people said he wasn't. And at that point, I think that changes the stakes, right? Uh, to me, he's in the situation. He's in an ideal situation for him. He left because he wanted his own thing and now he's got it. And there's no dispute about whose team it is. So if they win a championship, which we learned last year, he could do <laughs> like, he doesn't need much around him. It was like Bruce Brown and, and, and Blake Griffin. And he almost beat Milwaukee. Right which might have been the championship. But if he could win a title, I think it changes everything. I don't know if Brooklyn ever becomes this fortress of love, you know, of of reverence, you know, because his game deserves it. But I just don't – it's going to be tough to turn Brooklyn into that, like in the shadow of the Knicks. And I I think Kevin Durant deserves that. So does he go looking for it? I think if he gets a championship, now he's free. But he, I don't know if he could leave again without a title. I don't think he would do that. Well, I was talking to somebody about two years ago before he left Golden State, and they said, trust me, KD's a wanderer. It's just his personality. He's yeah, a wanderer. Yeah. When you look back at the time you covered him, and you were pretty spot on with everything, um, 
can it be said that you were still a little shocked he left? By the end, no. But yeah, when you just kind of step back and be like, wow, you really, he really left this. Like, that's, that's jarring. But by the end, it was clear like he was going to go to to everybody who was around here. Everybody knew what was up. You know, the team knew what was up, but in hindsight, because of who Katie is, because of what he appreciates, what he likes, it was jarring. And it made a lot of sense though, that he went to go play with his friend. To me, that always made sense. Like him and Kyrie are friends. He went to play with his friend. That stuff matters to him. Uh, So it is a little interesting now to see him playing without his friend. (laughs) Right. But it was, like no, I think Kevin Durant is constantly in search of a challenge, constantly of a challenge, and I think it wasn't challenging anymore. The Warriors, so it didn't it didn't surprise me that he left in that sense. I want to touch on this book you have because I have touted your previous two books, and I have not read this one. It's called Dynasties. It's behind you, the ten goat teams that changed the NBA forever. So I want I haven't read it yet. So you got to give me two teases here. What's okay? So the first one's the Celtics, right? With Russell? Nope. Earlier, the Minneapolis Lakers with George Mikan. Okay. Why did they change the league? They started it. Like there is no league without them. NBA was like this fumbling kind of second rate pro league. Nobody cared about pro basketball. Colin, they played in cages. They were called cagers back then. It was like kind of a joke. People cared about college basketball and AAU. But George Mikan was such a big draw. He was he was a uh, he was a unicorn in, in every sense. This was before seven footers play basketball. This was before when you saw somebody tall in the street and you wonder, hey, do you play basketball? Like nobody thought that about tall people back then because tall people didn't play basketball <laughs> like that. So so this seven foot dude who started playing basketball became such a draw and the only draw, by the way. The only draw, the only marquee figure, because they were all kind of pro teams that were popping up and failing. But wherever Mike and went, that's who had success. So when his league merged with the league that would become the NBA, they won three straight. They they proved the NBA or professional basketball in America was viable. Without them, it ain't happening. They're the Sugar Hill gang of the NBA. No hip hop without Sugar Hill gang. No NBA without the Mike and Lakers. Okay. Now give me one of the 10 teams I'd be surprised with in modern history that I may be caught off guard with. The Pistons? Would you be surprised by the Pistons, maybe? Yeah. The Lambeer, Isaiah, Rodman, Sally, Mahorn Pistons? Yeah, the bad boy Pistons made it. Uh, To the chagrin of the Elijah Watt, Houston Rockets, and even the LeBron Wade, Miami Heat. (laughs) But I, I definitely value the Pistons' like impact on basketball. How we just, no matter what, if, no matter where you go, if you say bad boys, you know what we're talking about, right? They have they they are cultural icons in addition to being champions, to repeat champions. And people forget like they were in the running. They won two titles, but they were in the mix for like five years. Yep. They just took some great ales, but that was a great team. They changed how we view defense. They changed how we viewed physical players. Like they actually low key invented the stretch five. Bill Lambert might've been the first stretch five in NBA history. We think about oh, it. Oh, that is now a great point. I mean, 
they're they're they evolve the game in a way people sleep on uh the two guards the two little guards isaiah and uh joe dumars who could shoot like a lot of that stuff wasn't commonplace at the time uh and, and they did it and we never forget them like they're they're cultural icons so i went with them by the way you know what's interesting about that team how many coaches and general managers were on that roster it's one of the smartest most accomplished basketball executive teams ever and we thought of them as tough and wrestlers and dirt lambeer coached dumars yes isaiah yeah. it was full of really successful yeah. <laughs> yep it really and you know it's crazy People people talk about their defense and all that, right? But you know what really made them elite? But they were incredible offensive team. As a matter of fact, Vinny Johnson, they, microwave. Yes, they were incredible offensively. Actually, they actually started as this offensive team and they developed this defensive identity. But they were incredible. They had two guards who could shoot the lights out. They had a five who could shoot. They had dudes coming off the bench who could get you twenty. And remember, people forget they had Adrian Dantley, who's one of the great scorers <laughs> That's in the right. NBA of all time. Like this was an elite offensive team that learned how to play defense and built this identity, and that's how they became champions. So in your book, do you rank them in terms of basketball greatness or just cultural and kind of macro level greatness? I, I, I went against my better judgment to rank them because I feel like this conversation is a little bit more important than rankings. I, I thought about the 14 year olds who are learning, who are falling in love with the NBA and like educating them about it, because to me. I feel like what one thing we don't do in basketball enough is appreciate the previous eras. So it's easy to look at the Russell Celtics and, and say, man, Bob Cousy was dribbling with his palms, right? Like, <laughs> like we can look at that and say it's not a big deal. But I feel like I wanted to create a more of an appreciation for them. I wanted to create something that was greater than just ranking. So I, I my my bent was to kind of follow the growth of the league through the eyes of the dynasty so you could see how the league started how it evolved how it advanced and how it infiltrated itself into culture and society but through the lens of the dynasties so you start with mike and you probably go to the celtics and there's this sense that there was a gap in the 70s with yes. no super teams it was the sonics yes. it was the sixers it was the blazers the knicks so did you go from like the 60s to the 80s? Was there a gap with no dynasty? There was a gap. There was a gap. But I did talk about the gap. But there was like this uh, power vacuum in a sense where there was a lot of good teams. And they all kind of won, by the way. The Blazers, the Sonics, the Knicks, they all had their time. They just didn't dominate the era. And then the next domination comes with like the, the Showtime Lakers, right? Uh, it's when Magic and uh, Kareem team up. But that era, that's, a, that's one of the things. That's why I wanted to write this book. We don't know about the 70s era. We don't know about any of these teams. We talk about the Willis-Reed game. We don't know that that was Clyde French. He was incredible that game seven in the uh, 1970 final. So it's stuff like that where it's like, I, I just want people to know about it more than debate about it. Well, I grew up loving basketball in the 70s, and I liked the Washington Bullets and the Sonics, where the, the Bullets had uh, Kevin Grevy, Phil Chenier, uh Wes Unseld, uh, Elvin Hayes, uh, Kevin Lockery, I think, was their coach. And they faced the Sonics in back-to-back -back finals. Sonics had Gus Williams, who I think, next to Bernard King's the most underrated player in league history, Dennis Johnson, John Johnson, Lonnie Shelton, uh, Jack Sigma. Those teams both... You know, if Seattle wins two, 
we think of them differently. If Washington, I think, only won one as well, I think they split. And so the 70s did not lack great basketball players. Yeah, yeah. What happened is they just all took turns doing The Sixers yes. were really good in the 70s. Man, the Sixers are Cheeks, one of the teams that— Tony, Steve Mix, George McGinnis, they, they were loaded. Yeah. Loaded. So the Sixers kind of hurt, like like they hurt my heart, right? Like I feel like that was a great team that gets zero love, like none. You never even hear about them, and they were so good. Yep. We know about Cowan and the Celtics. We know about Bill Walton and the Blazers. We know about the Knicks. We we even know about downtown Freddie Brown and Liddy Wilkins, right? Like, <laughs> we know nothing about that Sixers team, which was incredible. Like it really, it really kind of hurts a little bit. And then you go like, you know, think about this. They 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 end up having Dr. J, Andrew Tony, Moses Malone, and they were in all of those wars with the Lakers and Celtics. Yep. But we don't even. But like with one go differently, we're talking about them. Absolutely. And not maybe one of those other teams. But they just kind of get X'd out of history because Magic and Bird won the most, but they were right there. Yeah. So it's the Sixers, man. The Sixers are like the great basketball franchise that nobody ever talks about. Like it's it's unbelievable. And I feel like we should know about this, but we don't. Yeah, Billy Cunningham was the coach, the fiery oh, coach. Yes. So no, I hey listen, I grew up with those in that era and those Sixers teams. You know, I don't even know what they missed because their forwards could score. You know, Caldwell Jones was more of a defender. They really did have it all. It's really crazy. They should have been a two or a three-time champ. They really – I would – the construction of that team was much better than the Heatles. It really was. Oh, it was no question. Bigger, no question. better no question. guard play, more depth. They just – LeBron was so special, he overcame. And he, he completely dominated the Eastern Conference, so the path to the finals was easy. <laughs> they lost what one, two, three, four, five finals. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's cold blooded when you think about it. Uh, they're the greatest runner up team, like that nobody ever talks about. It's unbelievable how good they were. And obviously, a lot of us know that, you know, the whole beat LA chant started. Because the 76ers beat the Celtics yep. in a in like a war of a seven-game series. And Boston fans were like, all right, now you got to take care of the Lakers. But those teams, I mean, they had Daryl Dawkins like as the center. Like some of these teams were so loaded and so good and so right there. They just happened to run against Magic and and and, and Larry Bird, which is cold-blooded. Okay, I can't wait to read this. Dynasties. The 10 GOAT teams that changed the NBA forever. Get your publisher to send me a copy. Marcus Thompson, as always, buddy, I love talking to you. I'm sending you one, and it will have penmanship inside of it. How about that? You're the best. Love your stuff. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Appreciate you. All right. Hope you enjoyed Marcus Thompson. Check us out. Sign up and subscribe, please, to the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Just push subscribe. You get all of our interviews, all my stuff, I think you'd like it. And I think you'll love Marcus Thompson. The Volume. Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. 
It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust Re- Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. <laughs> 